day, good day, good day. Welcome to, to another exciting and caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, here we are, another week. I know. Middle, middle of October. So It's a Friday morning, and I can't believe the week's over. I know. It's just crazy. Indeed. So we're uh, we're, we're back. We uh, took a week off uh, last week. We were kind of running in different places. and Literally, I think we took the week off. <laughs> we, we did. <laughs> Indeed. So we were... Different parts of the different parts of the country last week. So we were. Where were you at? So I was, last week. I was at. Uh, I was. I was trying to maybe potentially see if I could do a, a podcast with another priest, but it didn't work out. So last week, all the priests of the diocese went over to Sawmill Creek in Sandusky uh, with the bishop for our every other year convocation. So it's like a, a conference. That we, so we do something every year. Either it's a four-day thing or a one-day thing. So Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good time just to, to get the priests together. Uh, so I mean, one of the best parts is just to, to have some time of, of uh, fraternity. Um, you know, just, just being together. You know, Hang out with your friends. Just hanging out with the friends, you know. And, uh, yeah, one day, uh, kind of in between the little conference talks and everything, uh, Father Mark Ott, who's a scripture professor from the seminary, and uh, from my home parish down in Akron, St. Francis de Sales, we took a, a bike ride out to Cedar Point, actually. So it was Cedar Point. So actually, Sawmill Creek was bought by Cedar Point, and they renovated it. Oh, really? Which was, which was really nice. I, I heard Is stories. it still kind of Native American-ish? No. Or, I, heard, no? So, I heard stories about what it was before. Yeah, it was very like kind of nature. Like out of a horror movie kind, <laughs> of, kind, of, kind of a thing. So thankfully, they renovated. Um, but Cedar Point obviously isn't far from there. You can just ride, ride down the causeway. I like the little space where some of those nice houses are, mm-hmm. kind of off to the right side. So we rode there and back, and it was really great. It was a beautiful wow. day. But Very yeah, nice. Yeah, so you get time for fraternity, but then there's also uh, there's uh, conference talks every day. So we had three different speakers come in. Uh, this uh, Deacon, uh, was it Greg Kendra or something? I don't know him. Yeah, he worked for uh, he worked for CBS and then became a deacon. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. He had a number of things to say. And then uh, the new Bishop Woost uh, gave a talk on Eucharist and priesthood and holiness, which was really good. He's really good. Yeah. And then we had a, a man named Dan Salucci, who's the founder of the Catholic Leadership Institute. Oh, he was the founder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I believe he's the founder. He's uh, uh, he's a guy from uh, Diocese of Philadelphia, Archdiocese of, of Philadelphia, with uh, Archbishop Perez, mm-hmm. you know, now who was with us a couple of years ago. Uh, he gave a, a number of talks uh, just on, um, yeah, just a number of different things. He So over the past couple of years, uh, we collected data within parishes just mm-hmm. kind of based upon different things. And uh, he kind of shared the results of that data and, and different things. And it kind of gave us some eye-opening um, stats about, you know, just kind of where we're headed in the next few years uh, based upon numbers of people and um, you know, like what is the level of belief in different areas and things we can kind of work on and grow on. So it was kind of eye-opening and, and even challenging in different ways. Did he talk about the Disciple Maker Index that we right. took a couple of years ago? Right. So that was the, so the Disciple Maker Index was oh. this initiative. And he so it was the conglomeration of all those results from all the parishes in the diocese. So then kind of first talk, he kind of painted a picture of like, you know, kind of where we're at and where we're headed, which there's there's some difficulties. But, mm-hmm. uh, but then also in the second talk, it really kind of proposed like, you know, how do we how do we move forward? How do we understand this? And how can we not just um, it was a phrase not just play to not to lose, but to play to win. Yeah. You know, so how do how can we grow and how can we thrive um, 
and conversion and discipleship in the future. So it was um, it was really good. But oh, that's good. Yeah, and then so you have all those conference talks, and then just you know just talking with other priests about kind of what they're doing here, what they're doing there. A lot of just networking and sharing, and it was uh, it was a really good time. So. Oh, that's really good. So, so I was in Sandusky. Where, where were you at? We were in lovely Orlando. Nice. So we made our pilgrimage to the Magic Kingdom. Indeed. Um, which was very nice. We, the, my daughter and her husband and kids and and her in-laws, and some of my um, son-in-laws extended family we all had a house for eight people mm-hmm. it was great they yeah. went to the park like for four days we went for one mm-hmm. so we went to star wars which was just phenomenal there it is but you know yeah. there was this the part of me that wanted to experience it mm-hmm. and then the teacher part of me that wanted to know how to make it how does this work yeah you know and the whole dichotomy between perceived reality and what is real. So like mm. on the one side, right. they had this, I don't know, giant crawler kind of thing that Star Wars had. Oh, yeah. But on the back side of it were the ladders to crawl up into it and fix the lights and stuff. And I mm. thought, you know, how much of this is real and how much of it is all just an illusion? I think I saw a video of that online, that Star Wars thing. It mm-hmm. looked pretty incredible. It's very incredible. Like I, like um, almost unbelievable like this what this ride looks like it's like and that that the that walker is is to scale almost yeah, it's right it's incredible huge. like it fills in a t- huge yeah it's got to be like 25 30 feet tall at least it's yeah. really big wow and the rides were incredible yeah um but probably looking at the ride from the outside of the ride it's probably just like this little box that's on <laughs> hydraulics right right could be you never know but as like the Star Wars part of me was just like, oh, this is so cool. Um, That's amazing. As but I'm, the I'm, real is part as I'm of looking me. at your uh, little R two yes. on, on your computer, it's good. Um, but the realest part of me is like, what what's real here and what's just an illusion? Yeah. So, but we had a great yeah. time. You it have, was a, mi- a, lot, you have, lot you have a mind that wants to to come to know the real. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but my wife and I spent several days just kind of floating in the pool and Beautiful. drinking wine and. Beautiful. Eating cheese. Eating cheese. Soaking in the rays. Just spending time with each other. So it was really good. So good, yeah. Times of uh, of rest and revival, kind Mm -hmm. of for both of us. So you need that, and we're blessed to have it. So yeah. So kind of coming back into the parish, one of the one of the one of the things I did was uh, on Monday night of this last week, helped out with a little Bible study. You're you uh, and uh, Maureen Dowd are doing that, right? Right. So. Last year we did The Chosen, mm-hmm. season one and two. This year, season three isn't coming out probably till the spring. Yeah. Um, but we have a group of people that still wanted to do a Bible study. Yeah, about 25, 30, right? Yeah. I, it was a really good group. Um, and Maureen found this. It's like people acting out the scripture. Yeah. But there's somebody who's reading word by word the scripture it's narrating yeah which i thought was kind of an interesting like planet earth <laughs> yeah um because you're hearing as opposed to watching it played out and you're hearing the actual scripture as opposed to like what um the chosen writers have kind of filled in right it's a tv show versus i wouldn't say a documentary but kinda, yeah yeah, yeah. It, that would be kind of the difference i thought it was really good i didn't know what to 
uh, expect a little bit. I mean, I watched a couple minutes before mm-hmm. uh, before the study, so I had to, I had to fill in because uh, Deacon Bob was away and because <laughs> uh, we were in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, and Maureen uh, uh, hasn't learned to bilocate yet, <laughs> so so bilocation is a, a spiritual thing. Some of the saints like they could be in two places at one time. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, so she had another meeting uh, that night that she had to be at. So I I was I was the pinch hitter, and I appreciate the, uh, that. Thank oh, you. Oh, it was good. But I, I liked the video a lot. It was, yeah, again, it's like this acting, uh, kind of acting out what the scripture is doing. And I think he was speaking in Aramaic, or when, uh, when the, the actors. The actor, but you yeah. can't really hear them. You can't hear them. You just, you see it happening. Mm-hmm. And then, right, the narrator is, is reading the scriptures um, in, a, in a nice, kind of tender, kind of powerful way. Yeah. And it was, it was I thought it was an interesting way of kind of just receiving the, the gospel story. Uh, especially if, as you have your text in front of you, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of a nice way. Of, like this is a great way to like a primer for prayer, mm-hmm. you know, because you could, you could just draw things out very easily as it engages like all your senses at once: your 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 sight, your your imagination, and your hearing, kind of at the same time. But so we'll put a link onto that little video if you wanna if you wanna check that out. But it was really good. So in the scripture study, we this time we did Matthew. So we were doing the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter seven through twelve, and it was really good. So a lot of a lot of different things in these chapters. We actually uh, we we talked for about a half an hour um, after just on this one little section we did, and so Jesus is all doing all kinds of things. Kind of first first starts out with uh, a rather prophetic section. Uh, so. A section where Jesus says, you know, don't judge others, you know, with the, the wooden beam mm-hmm. and the splinter. Uh, he's talking about the, the narrow gate uh, and the wide gate, uh, which is a very highly talked about uh, passage. He's really talking a lot about discipleship and calling people to discipleship. There's the image of the two foundations, you know, a house built on sand versus a house built on rock. So he has, he has this first kind of section of really kind of challenging prophetic things. And then it goes into his ministry. And so in chapter 8, it goes into his ministry where he's doing all kinds of amazing healings. Cleansing lepers, uh, healing the centurion's servant, curing Peter's mother-in-law, calming of the storm of the sea, healing uh, of the Gadarene demoniacs, healing the paralytic, um, curing the woman with hemorrhages and the official's daughter, healing two blind men, (laughs) healing a mute person. And then, and then it goes back into another kind of prophetic uh, section, mm-hmm. and more discipleship, a uh, number, number of other things. But it was really, it was kind of a whole, <laughs> a whole slew of things. You could spend, honestly, a whole semester just talking about the section we oh, <laughs> that, that we did. So, it's action packed. What was that? What you guys did the first week? It was kind of just initial things, right? We did the first part of Matthew, um, up to chapter seven. Yeah. So, um, it was really good. Um, yeah. And, and we got to some really difficult passages. Right. You know, and we talked about how do you, how do you struggle with, Jesus said this and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. that's what we want to talk about today. Because that was definitely something that came up uh, in, in, in our study. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing because... You know, as Catholics, we have exposure to the to the scriptures through the liturgy, right? Through coming to Mass, and and those are kind of set. You know, mm-hmm. certainly over the years, you hear obviously a lot of the scriptures, but there are some things you don't hear, uh, unless you really, until you really pick up the scriptures and mm-hmm. uh, and do it. And in, in kind of going through it, 
you know, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, you kind of really get the full kind of the full story. And so, yeah, people were really kind of pointing out just how there's a lot of very difficult things in here, whether it's things Jesus is saying, things that are happening, um, kind of kind of all that. So we want to talk about that today because that could, you know, maybe be a point of difficulty or struggle or um, kind of keeping away from the scriptures in a, in a certain sense, like if we see things that are challenging or, or difficult or, I don't know, we don't really understand them. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and I think... Part of it, in my earlier years, I would just say, I don't agree with Jesus, which yeah. <laughs> doesn't always work out really well. Yeah. You know, it's like Jesus. You, it's can, do, like, you can do that. <laughs> it's like a two-year-old saying, I'm going to do this, and a parent going, it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it, f- I always use the fork and a light, a light, uh, light socket. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's not a good idea either. Um, <laughs> but sometimes we make those mistakes and we live through them, which is a really good thing. And I think that's the way it is with Scripture, is we wrestle with, what does this mean? What is Jesus trying to say? And it's not easy, mm-hmm. you know, but what what's God calling me to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. So as Christians, we have these these Scriptures, right? Uh, they're collections of letters, stories, narratives that, um, that are meant to guide us in life, uh, are meant to um, both lift us up and, and challenge us, um, and ultimately help, help to communicate uh, God to us uh, in a real way, that God speaks to us through the scriptures. And we can engage them spiritually, and we can engage them through, through study. You mm-hmm. know, again, this kind of Bible study is looking at like, okay, what's, what's going on here? And we might uh, come across something difficult. So, for example, right off the bat, in chapter 7, um, Jesus talks about uh, judgment, you know, that we, that, that we, that we shouldn't judge others. Because there's the the truth is there's realities that we have in our own life mm-hmm. that, are, that are going on. So it's the um, the the image of the splinter uh, and the and the log. <laughs> why do you why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, "Let me remove the splinter from your eye," while the wooden beam is still in your eye? You hypocrite! Remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. Again, I mean, Jesus really calls out hypocrisy, you know, a lot. Which, uh, for truthful, we don't we don't we we don't realize, you know, how much we we are hypocrites from time to time. You know, we we, we do talk one way, and we can struggle to live another way. And and, and yeah, so that can be a, that can be kind of a, a kind of a, a difficult thing to to grapple with and, and realize. I've heard somebody say that. The thing that annoys me about somebody else is probably the thing that annoys other people about me. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's like how how do how do I struggle through what's annoying me about them and look at me and go, what is that mm-hmm. in me that's yeah. pushing my button? Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked talk too about the um, verse seven, mm-hmm. um, the power of prayer or answered prayers. I think even in our healing ministry, there's this difficulty between asking and receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming up on Christmas now, although it's the end of October, like all the Amazon Christmas catalogs are out. I saw eggnog in the store the other day. <laughs> eggnog. I get decorations, but like eggnog has an expiration date. Yeah. You have to be drinking that now. Anyway, sorry. It's not ready That's for tangent, eggnog. Tangent. And I'm not ready for Christmas catalogs either. I want to celebrate fall. Anyway, so my granddaughter's looking at the Amazon Christmas catalog, and she's circling everything. 
Indeed. You know, and I think sometimes we do that with prayer is we ask for everything and mm-hmm. then get upset when we get one thing out of all the things we've asked for. Mm-hmm. And how do we rely on God and struggle with having something not answered, mm-hmm. which is the answer? Mm-hmm. I know sometimes she'll look at me and she'll go, can I do this? And I'll go, no. Can I do this? No. Can I do this? I'll just look at her and go, ask me again. She'll ask me and I'll go, no. <laughs> right. I think God right. is like that sometimes when we're praying. It's The answer is just not this time no right right, right. which is hard it's yeah. just a struggle yeah and are struggling with why yeah <laughs> why is it a no is 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 the journey right yeah it's just it's not good for me right now mm-hmm. even though it seems like it should be yeah another place jesus is challenging too um in uh, chapter 11 is um uh, chapter 11 verse 20 you know he has uh, reproaches to the unrepentant towns you know, so not just hypocrisy, but like when we're unrepentant, you know, when we're, when we're living in sin and, you know, um, we either don't want to acknowledge that or we don't want to change. You know, Jesus has a lot of very strong, very, very strong things to say, you know, about the reality uh, of judgment uh, and different things, right? So, I love the fact that it says, um, he began to reproach the towns where most of his miracles had been worked. You know, but there was this failure in their lives of the people mm-hmm. to respond to those miracles. They had seen great things mm-hmm. and they were unresponsive. Yeah. That's almost like, that's almost one of the worst sins. Right? Yeah. Right? Because you know what you should do, but you don't do it. Yeah, the apathy. Yeah. Right. And or whatever obstacles are in our hearts keeping us moving forward. So... Yeah, so there, is a, so there are difficult things in scriptures, and there's certainly many others here. We don't have time to talk about them. But I think the reality is, I think, so we're approaching scriptures. This is the inspired word of God, of God right? It's written by human authors, right? And so it uses um, certain images and certain things. But the reality is, it's, it's the word of God. So if it's teaching us on faith and morals, it's, it's, it's without error, right? So I think first it's just, the importance of just acknowledging there are difficult things mm-hmm. in the scriptures that we may not jive with uh, initially, depending on what that what that thing is. So be for, first, be willing to just simply acknowledge that. But I think what really what we want to emphasize today is just because we come up something come up against something difficult doesn't mean we should avoid it, but it means we should go into it. Mm-hmm. We should grapple with it. We should take it to prayer. You know, why is this difficult for me? take it to a Bible study, you know, take it to a friend so we can talk about like, what do you think? That's why I think this, there's a lot of strength in a group Bible study. Right. Um, Cause the church kind of gives us boundaries on how to interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet it, it allows for people to wrestle with themselves and in a small group, what does this really mean to me? I know a lot of times at the end of the Bible study, I'll ask, so what? So we just spent an hour and a half talking about all this but what changes in my life this week mm-hmm. you know um, what's the so what that is going to cause my heart to be different than it was before I walked in tonight right yeah and that could lead to an action um, could also just be you know the conversion of our own heart right and an awareness a deeper understanding of like who is this God who created me and loves me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, that eventually will lead to action right mm-hmm. but even just you know, having this deeper awareness um, and and love and and respect for for God, right, could be the first initial step, mm-hmm. which is huge, which yeah. which is a huge thing. So, 
Yeah, I mean, are we willing to grapple? And I think another, the, not just being community and talking about it, but then certainly nowadays more than ever because of the internet and because of so many things, there are more resources on how to understand uh, the, yeah. the scriptures. Certainly, um, I have in front of me uh, the Catholic Study Bible, so there are a lot of notations that explain some of the individual verses. But there are also commentaries, so their whole books are devoted to unpacking what's in the scriptures. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many things we can look to to help us in that journey of coming to understand. And if you don't have a study Bible, you, you can go to the usccb.org mm-hmm. website. The U.S. Conference for Catholic Bishops. Mm-hmm. And then they have, there's a, a tab for Bible. Mm-hmm. And then they'll give you, like, the footnotes or the introduction to the book. Right. It seems like it's the Catholic Study Bible online. Mm-hmm. So That's good. And the Internet is good. It's also, I would, uh, I would emphasize, too, have a, have a physical Bible, you know, yeah. in your home. Maybe that's the first question. You know, do, do you look? write in your Bible? Uh, I do not. I know people do. My, I do. I write um, in all kinds of books. I don't write in the Bible. My, my theory is if I write in the Word of God, hopefully the Word of God will write in my heart. Hmm, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, take notes, underline. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, take notes, underline, ask questions, you know. Um, yeah, no, that could be really good. So you kind of have one Bible to study with, one, one, one Bible to pray with, mm-hmm. right? But there are so many things, and, and truthfully, there, there, knowing that there are so many things, there are lots of different interpretations and, and discussions on a particular topic. So... Um, but like you said, we, we, we have the church, we have the, the magisterium, right? The teaching authority of the church, which is, is helpful to kind of give us boundaries on like, okay, how should we understand this this passage? Mm-hmm. And I think it keeps us from going into wacko land. Right, know? right. Because not every interpretation is the right interpretation, no. right? No. So, uh, and the church does, in a few places, says like, you have to understand this verse this way, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to, right. The Peter and the keys. Given. Peter and the keys, uh, the institution narrative. So you know, the, the the Last Supper, mm-hmm. right? There are some things we have to define, uh, uh, interpret in a certain way. But by and large, the church doesn't tell us you need to understand it this way. You need to interpret it this way, right? right. It leaves that open for us to pray, for us to ask questions, because we're always going to be growing uh, in our knowledge of uh, and understanding of what, of what God is communicating to us. It's never going to end. Which is good. Right. It's a really good thing. And I think when we do get with that struggle with, I don't like what Jesus said, that's a really good time to start praying about, you know, mm-hmm. what what's God calling me to that I just don't quite understand right now. Yeah, right. And then, and then lastly, so after willing to acknowledge that there are difficulties, we're willing to grapple with them and dive into them. Uh, and then I think the third thing would be, you know, coming to understand the context Right. Mm-hmm. So not just seeing an individual verse or an individual thing Jesus is saying, but what is the context? Which means we do have to read more scriptures, right? As Catholics, that's something we need to grow in. Our Protestant brothers and sisters are really good at it. We need to grow in scriptures. What is what is happening generally, you know, within this section or within this whole gospel, right? Because so at the Bible study, we did start off with, you know, the dif- difficult sayings. Jesus' prophetic calling out of sin, mm-hmm. of, of hypocrisy, of unrepentance, and having some strong things to say about the repercussions of that. But then in the next chapter, we go on to see him healing and being with tax collectors and sinners at their dinner tables, journeying with people in all these difficult places, right? So it's the context of, yes, while Jesus does call us to holiness, 
he's also willing to, I mean, it's judgment and mercy. It's never one or the other, right? With God, it's always, it's always both. That he does call us, but he also does walk with us and wants to help us to get to that place. Right? Have you seen the YouTube video of the sheep that jumps into yes. the ditch? <laughs> I, I you might have sent it to me. I preached on that, yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, they pull the sheep out of the ditch. And the sheep runs down about 10 feet and jumps back into boing, the boing, ditch. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> right in there. Right in there. And I, I think that's what Jesus is calling us not to do. You right. know, like Jesus comes and pulls us out of the ditch and wants to keep us on, on the solid ground, not back in the muck. Right, right, <clears throat> right. So, right. <laughs> it's, it, it's about that. Well, I'll include a video link to that if I, if I, if I can find it. It's funny. We have a lot of references today. Yeah, that's... It's good. It's good. But right, it's always judgment and mercy, right? So that's that's the larger context. And ultimately, the Jesus gave his life for us and brought us salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's the final word. But we do have to be willing to journey in that and allow that transformation to happen in our own lives and hearts. It's not just going to happen magically. Um, so, And I think Jesus constantly tries to call us to what's real. Right. You know, it's fun to go to Star Wars land and live in the moment. Mm-hmm. But if you never left there, it would be a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you know that this isn't real, but maybe some of the foundations of what Star Wars was built on, like, sure. is real. Sure, sure. But I think that's what Jesus is calling us all the time through Scripture: is go with what's real, and yeah. not what's an illusion. Yeah, you know? commit to the journey, mm-hmm. essentially of discipleship, right? That we can live in all kinds of ways in our lives, but it's ultimately in being disciples mm-hmm. and giving our lives completely and for him that our lives make sense and are full. Right? So Absolutely. All right. Well, there's a little uh, brief morning Bible study for you <laughs> here uh, today. And, and uh, we'll keep reading. We'll keep praying. And I'd encourage everyone, have a Bible at home. Know where it is. And have the courage to pick it up and look at it. Start with the Gospels, right? Uh, Gospel of Luke is really good, especially as we're getting close to Advent, mm-hmm. talking about you know the birth of Jesus and, and all these things. So, And if there are questions, that's great. Yep. Sometimes the footnotes help down at the bottom. Right. Or the introduction to the book of the Bible is also real helpful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it gives a context. Try to use the tools that you have. All right. All right, everybody. We'll uh, continue. And well, when enter time in prayer. Father, Son. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we praise you uh, for the gift of this day, the gift of our lives, the gift of the scriptures, uh, of your inspired word that you have given to us. We ask you to strengthen our hearts and encourage our hearts today to follow you more uh, closely and deeply in our lives, uh, particularly in and through the scriptures, that we may commit uh, to hearing you uh, in your word and growing closer to you as your disciples. We ask this all in your name. Amen. And Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, everybody, keep enjoying the fall. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes. Eggnog, not quite yet. Yep. (laughs) Enjoy those uh, Amazon calendars or catalogs, and may the force be with you. Adios. Adios.